Welcome to the LinkedIn Branding Show, the podcast empowering women entrepreneurs, experts, and small business owners to rise up and stand out as they build their personal and company brands on LinkedIn. Welcome everybody to the LinkedIn Branding Show with your host, Michelle Squared. We're super excited to be here because today we're talking about etiquette. We are not mismanners, no far from it, but we say there are some things that really affect your brand, whether it's personal or company. Every micro impression you make, you're in front of your potential clients, your partners, managers, employees, there's a whole assortment of people. So today, Michelle, let's get into do's and don'ts of how to build a real and relatable brand by being LinkedIn etiquette uh, savvy, I guess is the word. This is the thing, Michelle, what I want to say is I find etiquette's a word that's really personal. So what values I have, what values you have, they might be different. I believe that across different geographies around the world, there's different etiquettes as well. Some places are a lot more formal and that is not here in Australia, not in the US, but my British friends, they love their manners. I find etiquette is unwritten. Etiquette is quite personal, but on LinkedIn, there's some generally accepted things that if you don't follow these rules, and I say rules in inverted commas, but ultimately you could be making an impact on your personal brand or your company brand without intentionally doing it. I'm excited to have this conversation so that we can make people stop and think for a minute, what is the actions that I'm doing? How does that impact my brand? I think there's lots of different ways that we can do this. You were just talking about content. So let's talk about the rant. Let's start there and we'll go to the more obvious ones later, but let's start with the rant. How does that impact brand? Oh my goodness. I was telling you before we went live, one of the things I see is I don't know if people realize it when they go off on tangents or you'll go down a rabbit hole on LinkedIn and see people just get ranty. And that's fine. We're not telling anyone to do whatever freedom of speech, but I don't think we realize when you do that, my perception of you changes a bit sometimes depending on what you say. While we're not saying guard every word, just be mindful. Be mindful that Every micro impression is a brand impression, good or bad. I see a lot of people going off on tangents. And so that's all I'm going to say about content. What are you seeing on your side of the world? One of the things that I think when it comes to content, and we're all entitled, as you said, to write what we want, when we want, that whole freedom of speech, as you would say. From that perspective, I agree with that. And I've only just gotten the feeling this week or a reminder. I forget that people are watching that don't engage with my content. We know roughly 99% of people on the platform aren't really visible. It's important that just because people aren't commenting or liking, doesn't mean that those rant posts or the often a tangent aren't having an impact on people that you don't know. It works both ways. It can be positive and negative. But one of the things that we want to say is it's easy to spark that conversation and be controversial. And I'm all for a controversial post. They're great for engagement. But if I did it all the time, does it align with my personal brand or with my company brand? I talk about business for good, good for business, is going on a rant all the time going to really align with that? So that's one little area. One of the other areas, the most obvious one, connect and pitch. I'll hand it over to you. What are your thoughts on that one? Oh, that's probably the worst etiquette mistake on LinkedIn. Actually, it's gotten so bad now. I was 
down for 10 days. So I got a lot of connection requests and now they're getting into the connection message. That's how bad it is now. So don't even pitch someone on the connection request because 99% of the time, I'm sure they're not going to accept it. I don't know why this happens. I think it's common sense, but it's not. So I know that's a lot of the reasons why people stay away from the DMs. They're scared to go in there because they're scared of being pitched. Where have you seen ways to counter that or just start a conversation so people aren't scared and back off? I think this prevalence in the DMs is coming from all these automated tools. So there are so many tools out there under the disguise of we're a CRM, we're here to help you be more efficient, and they look really good on the outside. What I think actually happens is it just creates bad habits at speed and at a range that is out of control and the impact on your brand is crazy. The etiquette around this is do not connect and pitch your message on the very first one. Now, I'm not 100% with that because I believe I come from a sales background, so I'm not anti-sales. I'm pro-sales, absolutely. But what I don't want is an unsolicited pitch in the first connection if it has nothing to do with what I do. Or worse still, you're selling me my own services. How many times have you had that? I'll help you build your LinkedIn profile or I'll help you build something to do with it. And I go, did you look at my profile? I'm not anti it, but if you've seen, for instance, I've written a post where I'm struggling, say, with Canva. I'm not really good at design or something like that. And you're a designer or you do some training around that. It makes perfect sense to reach out and go, hey, Michelle, saw your post. Here's what I do, and it might be able to help you. Just thought I'd reach out and connect. That makes sense. That's good okay. etiquette. If I haven't had anything to do with it and you're just like, whack, that's when I start to have issues with it. So anything you wanted to add on to that one? No, I just think automation is the problem. Get to know people, check out their profile, see something that's relatable that you can start a conversation with. Whereas the best part is if you're a creator creating content, look at their posts, read them, engage, because that's going to be the best way that someone knows you're really doing your homework and you can start a conversation that way. I've gotten to the point where I just ignore them. I know some people ignore them, some people just delete, some people are mean back to them, but I just don't have time to engage in all that. So I will just disengage or just not reply. So if you really want to make a difference, just be a human. And that's hard to do at scale with automation. So just be mindful. But that's probably one of the best ones, I would say. There's some other ones, though. Let's talk about some of the other ways etiquette really makes a difference. For sure. So here's a question that I have for you about where we might differ. Let's talk about the invite to connect. If it doesn't come with a personalized message, what's your instinct? Yeah, I know this is another contested question, not just by me, but by others. I look to see if someone's in my industry, someone potentially could be in my industry, and then I'll connect with them. But if it's just not the right fit, I tend to hold off and just want to get to know someone. This has happened to me a lot, Michelle. I've gotten connection requests and I've looked and Actually, a couple of times, this is so strange. I've looked at their profile and poof, it disappeared. So that tells me it was a spam bot and LinkedIn snapped it. But I also see a lot of fraudulent profiles. So it is a good idea to go back and look. And if they're not engaged, if there's nothing filled out on their profile, I tend to not want to connect with anyone like that. So what are your thoughts there? I, for the most part, think that personalized messages done for the sake of I must send a personalized message are a waste of time. 
I have zero time for reading them and I don't care if you don't send me a personalized message. Now that's my personal view. And I know I've had so many conversations on the platform where people are completely on the other end of the scale going, if you do not read my profile, if you do not personalize your message, I know people like John Asperian have his secret word down the bottom of the about section. That's a lot of effort for something that might be just a waste of time. I have the follow button set on my profile because I have created creator mode turned on. I figure if someone goes past that button and goes to find where the connect button is, there's a reason that they did that. Now, for some people, it's collecting numbers, but for others, it may have just been a mistake. And for others, if they're like me, I just, I don't care. I do care. However, the disclaimer comes in. If you send me a connection and it has no message and I press accept and connect, the onus in my etiquette is on you to start the conversation. I will not go and start the conversation. That's back on you. So if I accept, I expect, and this is just my personal etiquette, I expect you to start the conversation. So I don't know if you have anything that you expect around these messages or connections, but yeah, I think that's a personal thing that when we've got 830 million people on the platform, how can we get it right every time? Absolutely. Here's the thing. Just because someone sends a connection request doesn't mean it's actually good because there's a lot of, we are in the same industry and you commented on six degrees of separations, friends, and we have 36 connections in general. That, I got that today. And I'm like, that's, that seems really far-fetched. Just make it genuine. But I'm not going to be one of those people that says you have to do this and that because I once went to someone's profile and it said on their about section, I don't remember who it was, it was last year. If you want to connect with me, send me basically a damn good reason why. I'm like, okay, that's a bad brand perception at my point, but hey, to each his own. Anyway, so that's the connection thing is a first impression, right? And so to me, get it to where it resonates with who you want to be known for your brand, personal company, because like I just said in the story, it gives you a connotation, good or bad. And so you definitely want to think twice about the canned templates and the pitching and stuff like that. So definitely do that. But I have another one that I see a lot and I don't know, maybe it's tapered down some. It's getting spam tagged. What are your thoughts about that? I think that one is a really bad one. Let's start by explaining what the spam tag yeah. is. So are you just saying someone does a post and they tag the power of Michelle Squared, both of us, because they see we've got a lot of connections and followers and they want to try and piggyback off that? Is that what spam tagging is for you? Yeah, that's uh, what I'm calling it. Is that what you're yeah. saying too? Yeah. Yeah, just making sure we're on the same page. Basically, you tag people who have a large number of followers just in hope that they'll engage with your post. And we may or may not have anything to do with your particular industry or topic, but you're hoping that LinkedIn will show it to our networks. And that bad look, there's so much information out there that says it's bad for reach, so it doesn't actually work. It especially doesn't work if we don't engage. It will penalize you. But I just think it looks desperate. I think it's disrespectful to a level, which is for someone like me, he's pretty go with the flow. I'm like, you know what? We can do better. If we're connected, surely I've had some influence that we can do better. What do you think about it? Oh, I agree with you. Obviously, if it's a relevant thing, you're shouting someone out and great. I've done shout outs, like people I know, great things, but I'm not talking about this. I'm just talking about making a post and just 
finding some people to just spam them or tag them in the comments rather. And that can really backfire on you. I don't know if that's something I saw more last year, or maybe I'm not getting tagged as much. I did get a few this week, but maybe people are wising up to that, but that's not a good trick or etiquette or anything. Another one, Michelle, though, is getting someone a connection to put their post in your DM, their post to you. So you'll comment on it. And sometimes they'll just send you the post and not even, hey, can you do something to my post to give it some reach? What are your thoughts on that? We've got to be close. If we're not close connections and you just send me something, it's like desperate. I'm like, what has this got to do with me? If you have to resort to that, and I'm all for being proactive. That's not my problem. Mm -hmm. It is just literally if we're not close and you're not doing that for me and vice versa, engaging on my post, because it's that whole reciprocal thing. Are you doing for me what I'm doing for you? Because I would say last year, my my balance was out of whack. So I was doing lots and lots of commenting. This is all on me, not anyone else. But what was coming back wasn't equal. This year have reduced those number of people that I would support. I then have more time to concentrate on those who are supporting me. And I don't care how big your account is. I don't care if you've got a couple of hundred followers or a couple of hundred thousand. For me, is it reciprocal? Are you helping me as much as I'm helping you? And if the answer is no, then I'm out because I think being in balance is part of my own etiquette is if I help you, I do expect you to help me back. I don't know. Like I'm being honest about that. There is an expectation that I put out there that if I'm doing the work to support you, you do it back. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. I always said that LinkedIn runs on the law of reciprocity. So absolutely what you just said. And another take on that is that people will endorse you for skills and it automatically goes to your notifications. You're like, thank you. And some people just do it out of the graciousness of paying it forward. But then some people say, do it back for me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Where's that coming from? That's another thing that I see. It's a little makes you think, right? What about you? I think that goes back to some of these automation tools. There are automation tools that if you view a profile, they will then trigger off an action where the bot will actually go and endorse you for skills. So there are bots and spams that automate that process, hoping obviously that you get noticed. I love skills endorsement. I love recommendations, but yeah, these bots and this automation, which people are drawn to, they're like, oh, wow, I can do bigger numbers. I can grow faster. Yeah, but what is it doing to your brand? Because for me personally, I'm out of there. Just not for me. Absolutely. And I don't do any of that. I'm so naive on all that, but I do have my name in all caps. So I catch tons of connection requests with Michelle and uppercase because no one in their right mind, a normal person would type my name in all caps. I know some people use emojis to catch that too. So that's another little trick to go around that. But other than that, the content, the tagging, the DMs, what other big area did we not talk about Michelle. I think another obvious one, which I think is uncool, doesn't really rate in the etiquette. If I do a post and I sell a particular set of services or you or whoever, 
And someone else who offers the same services comes in on the comments mm -hmm. and talks about their services or links back to their stuff without permission, because I'm not completely anti it. I just want someone to ask me first, can they include it? Because quite often, if we do the same thing, chances are that person might have something else to add to the conversation. And I'm not anti that. It's just have some manners and just ask, is it okay before you go and drop it in there? For me, if I've got, say, a YouTube video that I've made about company pages that would help someone, I don't just go and drop it in there without asking else, is it okay? Because I'm not trying to draw attention back to my account away from theirs. I want to add to the conversation. But again, that's a personal view of the person who posted. So if in doubt, I think check it out. Anything that you would say around that? Do you think personalized hashtags in comments good, bad, or indifferent? First of all, that was called comment hijacking, and I totally agree with you there. Personalized, what do you mean? Like when people put their personalized hashtags in there? I've seen that a lot. I, that's borderline to me. I don't know. That could go either way, depending on the context. I think people just do that as a signature, so maybe they don't think twice about it. They just ingrained on that. But the real ones I've seen firsthand is people put their links to a course or something in someone else's post. And I'm like, oh, comment hijacking is never cool. That's not a good mm -hmm. brand look. So we see it with the recent update where company pages can now comment easily within the feed. And it's a, been a really fine line for me about how and where I use that. Now, the thing is, if I follow hashtags around company pages, my page being completely dedicated to company pages, nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, company page comments are made by other LinkedIn trainers or people loosely related to the industry that it would not make sense for my business to go and support their posts. It would just look tacky and it would look like I'm trying to steal their mm -hmm. clients to come back over. So this is where I think early on when that feature came out, there was people that just went crazy. They followed hashtags and bang. And I was like, can you get off my post? Can you have a look and see what I do? First time it's okay. It's a new feature. I'm okay. Second, third, fourth time, I think, no, no deal. Get off my post. And so I think that's where LinkedIn gives us tools, but it's up to us to work out how best to use them. And that was a bad example of how I think people didn't think through a feature and it had the opposite effect on the brand mm -hmm. rather than being a positive one. It ended up, I messaged a couple of people and said, whoever you've got doing this, tell them to back off and get oh, off wow. my accounts. Wow. Because it was blind, right? It wasn't thought out. It was just someone had given someone else instructions that said at the time it was the company pages have three hashtags you could follow <laughs> and that would show up in a special feed and you could easily comment at that stage. They would obviously follow the hashtags and someone said, go and comment on every single one of them. And there was, it was just blind. And I was like, you got to do better. You're giving us a bad name. Everyone that's got a company page gets tarnished. Let's think about how this works out. So it's a good point. It's totally spam. Yeah, that's I didn't think about that one. That that's definitely another thing to watch. So, Michelle, we've gone through a list. And as we wrap up today, as we always do, we like to have some ideas to help you take action for your personal or company pages to build that LinkedIn brand. So what's our action item for today, Michelle? 
I think for me personally, it's if you've got someone in your network that is consistently doing things that make you squeamish when they're actually coming and doing stuff on your post and you're like, hey, get out of here. I say remove the connection. It's time to prune those people, protect your feed, protect your posts. You work too hard if you're someone out there creating. Probably sounds a little harsh, that feeling that it comes in your stomach and you just go, I wish that person would stop doing this all the time. Not a first offense, a bit more forgiving than that. But if it's ongoing, they're not the right person for your network. So it's time to disconnect. So harsh but fair, I think. No, it's true. You say protect your posts and your content. You have to protect our mental self too, because that's just mental energy that's taken away from our stuff. They will be honest and say, when I see content that no longer serves what I'm trying to accomplish or learn, nothing personal, I will unfollow that person. I try to keep my feed so clean. And I think that just helps etiquette too. It's just clean it up. That's etiquette. Be clean and tidy. So keep that feed clean. And for so many reasons, as we've outlined, is our action step. And just be mindful that every micro impression here is a first impression sometimes and make it define, define it to how you want to show up and be known for. Some people that's fine. Some people are an empowering brand. Some are critical and edgy and salty and that's their brand. Stay on brand with the way you interact. Absolutely. And everything. And if you want to go on a rant, go on a rant. Just think who's watching and what are the long-term impacts and is there potentially a different way that you can flip it around if you want to get the same message across to other people? So there's lots that we can do. I would say probably personalized invite messages and don't connect and pitch your services straight away unless you've got a pretty good reason to do it are our key takeaways for today. So it's been awesome as always, Michelle. And yeah, until next episode. Yeah, until next episode, we want to just keep encouraging you to put yourself out there. You have a message to share, a brand to build, and people to impact. So we'll catch you next time, everyone. Take care. Thanks for tuning in today. You know, more women like you need to be out there on LinkedIn building their personal and company brands. We would be so honored if you could leave us a five-star rating and review so we can connect with more women and reach more people. That's it for this week. So until next time, connect with us on LinkedIn and keep putting yourself out there.